1: You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. D-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't do it. Hurts. Eating. First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey everybody, Ed Kratz, your co-host of Eagles Unfiltered, joined by my colleague John McMullen. We are with SI.com's Eagle Maven, and we covered the first day of Eagles training camp here on July 28th at the NovaCare Complex, and uh, plenty to talk about, so we'll jump right into it. John, Let me. what were your impressions, uh, you know, day one? Day one always, a little bit uh, overwhelmed, Ed. I've been
0: doing these <laughs> things for, I don't know, it's over 20. I, I joke, you stop counting after you get past 20, but that first day there's so many storylines so many things to talk about you have a first year head coach a first year starting quarterback Eagles were out there for 75 minutes it was interesting a lot of red zone which I found uh, a little bit interesting but Nick Sirianni talked about that after practice and he said it was more of the medical and the training staff who recommended that it made sense I mean he doesn't want to stretch
1: guys out throwing deep 60 yard passes on the on the first day you know it's a good way to take care of the Soft tissue stuff, which we know with this team has been a huge problem. Yeah. Uh, but we, why don't we start with the quarterback? I mean, Jalen Hurts, it's his job. He took all the reps with the with the first team today. I thought he looked a little up and down, Probably maybe a little more down than up, but that's to be expected. Uh, John, what, what did you think? Yeah,
0: team? I agree. There were some struggles. I mean, remember, as we said, there was red zone work, so you're in tight spaces. I thought – you know, sometimes we forget this is, as I mentioned, a first-year starting quarterback. It's a guy who started four games last year, Ed. So it comes down to the fact that he's got a lot of football to play before he can figure out and, and have some of the savvy experience that we see some from the veteran quarterbacks in this league. Tried to force a couple passes, one to Kenny Gainwell out of the backfield, which ended up being intercepted. So... I I wouldn't be upset by that. I'm not concerned by it. It's just part of the process. And remember, you're always working on things in camp. So if you want to force the football, force it in camp. Don't force it in a game.
1: Uh, Yeah, we're looking. We're not getting alarmed by any means. And in fact, Sirianni pointed out afterward, as far as that goes, is you know Jalen probably has never run any of these plays against a defense, a live defense. Remember, training camp in his first year was kind of uh, abbreviated. He didn't get a lot of the reps with with the first team until the final month. So, you know, this was the first time he was probably running some of these plays. And, you know, Sirianni's firmly behind Jalen Hurts, and he said he wants to see Hurts take the reins of this offense and roll with it. So no reason to get alarmed. Day one, I think camp's going to go about 18 days. There's going to be three preseason games. How much Hurts plays, we'll see. Uh, But uh, some other impressions Today. John, from the first day. Well,
0: I think the biggest note was Andre Dillard got the first shot at left yeah. tackle. I think that was a surprise. I think most of us thought it would be Jordan Mailata. It was Jordan Mailata in the off-season work, in the spring work. The few times we were there, three OTA practices. Today, Andre Dillard had the vast majority of snaps with the first team. Uh, Nate Herbig as well at left guard because Isaac Samala is dealing with a little bit of a hamstring issue. But that's going to be the biggest competition to camp, right? Dillard versus Maillotta. I think if he has the fan base, most of them think Maillotta deserves the job, think he's going to win the job. I've been on the camp of Andre Dillard. I said, don't give up on Andre Dillard. They're going to give him another opportunity, and they are giving him another opportunity to seize that job.
1: Yeah, and, you know, if you look at Milata, he might be more valuable as kind of that reserve swing tackle that can go between right tackle and left tackle. Uh, Andre Dillard doesn't have that kind of versatility, at least not that he has shown. So, yeah, that that probably gives Dillard a little bit of a, a leg up here uh, in that competition. Uh, Jason Kelsey talked about some of the competitions. Uh, he's really looking forward to that left tackle one, but he said that's not the only competition that's going to take place. Um, where, where do you see some other uh Battles for jobs coming here, John, uh, as we go through camp. Well, I don't think you're going to see it on the offensive line
0: other than left tackle. I think the other four guys are entrenched, right? What we're concerned about is potential injury issues because of what happened with Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson. I asked Jason Kelsey how comforting it is to look to his right and see Brandon Brooks. That's big for him. Um, so, you know, the silver lining, though, Ed, of what happened last year, talk about all the injuries, the the historic attrition on the offensive line, guys like Herbig, guys like Jack Driscoll, Matt Pryor, all these players got these valuable reps and now the Eagles have this impressive depth, but that's what it's going to be, right? It's going to be depth unless guys get injured and you don't want guys injured because we got a chance to talk to Howie Roseman. What's the first thing he said about this team? He said offensive line, man. That's what they're going to build on. That's what's going to make Jalen Hurts better if he becomes a better quarterback, this is going to be a top-five offensive line if those guys are healthy. healthy. But I keep saying if. If. Those are big ifs. These are aging players that have had an injury problems in the past, and it's tough to say, well, they're going to be out there for 17 games.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the Cowboys have the same issues with Tyron Smith and Lillay Collins. You know, they've got guys that have been injured in their career too. So it's going to be a matter of who stays healthy. And you're right about how he – uh, I asked him what are some of the benchmarks, tangible benchmarks, that he's going to want to see from Jalen Hurts to say, yeah, he's our guy in 2022. And the offensive line was the key thing. They have to stay healthy so Jalen Hurts can be at his best in the pocket, outside the pocket, whatever the case is. And we did see him do a lot of rolling left and right today. Yeah. Um, but then he also mentioned the, the players around him from the offensive skill side. And one of those players is still Zach Ertz. He talked about Zach Ertz. What, what did uh, what did you glean from the Zach Ertz conversation? Well, in, and how
0: Roseman flat out said he expects Zach Ertz to be on this team week one at Atlanta in Atlanta on September 12th. So we'll see if that happens. I, I still think there's some wiggle room there. I still think if you go all, of it, all the way back to 2016 and Sam Bradford, you remember that year, Ed. He's the guy. He's the starting quarterback. Then all of a sudden there's an injury in Minnesota. They trade him, and Carson Wentz is your starter, and we know the history from there. I think that's what the Eagles are hoping for. I think they want to see a, a, a an organization step up, because the one thing Howie Roseman has said consistently about Zach Ertz Look, he's been on the trading block. Everybody acknowledges it. Zach himself gave an emotional goodbye. If you yeah. go back to the end of mm-hmm. last season, yeah. everyone expected him to be gone. But Howie said, I'm not giving him away. I want oh. value. This is a very good player. Hasn't been able to get that mm-hmm. value. Unless somebody gets injured on a contender, he's probably not going to get the value. And that's week one. And and by the way, that might cause some complications for Nick Suriani
1: because he wants to play a certain way, and that's not 12 personnel. Yeah, well, he, he didn't admit to that, Sirianni. He was asked about that, if that kind of boxes him in to playing more 12 personnel. And he said, no, it doesn't. It just makes them more multiple. Um, but, yeah, you know, Ertz is... Um, presence here he, he you don't want him to get hurt that's going to be a concern we didn't see him do any work I, I didn't see him do any work in 11 on 11 drills he was
0: know. in there a few a few snaps I for the saw 11s him. I know we
1: yeah. saw him on the seven on seven so yeah once the hitting ramps up and they put the pads on it'll be interesting to see how many reps Ertz gets because listen you don't want him to get hurt because no. if he gets injured during camp you know you're stuck with him you know and that eight and a half million dollar cap hit Uh, is is gonna have to carry on to this uh, to this 25th
0: season. You go back to last year's trade deadline. What happened? He got hurt, right? And they weren't able to move him. They probably would have moved him at that particular time, but they couldn't do it. And that's what happens with injuries. You see it with Xavier and Howard, Miami, Deshaun Watson in Houston. These guys have to be in camp because they can't get, they don't want those $50,000 fines. That's the same thing with
1: Zach Ertz. But it's a catch-22 if you put them on the field mm-hmm. you might get hurt I, I should apologize that you know there's some of this noise you hear in the background the motorcycle going by and maybe these rumble strips we're about uh 30 yards away from pattison avenue where they have installed rumble strips so cars are going over them um but this is the best we could do we're not allowed to go back out on the field at this point so i uh, apologize for any noise that you hear in the background here um, but uh, let, let me say what I what kind of caught my eye today was Josiah Scott. And when you talk about competition, um, you know, I think he's going to be in the mix to, to get some playing time in the slot. Um, I, I don't think Maddox, I didn't notice him much at safety today. I, I think he took mostly cornerback reps. But I think Josiah Scott could be a guy that the Eagles uh, are, are going to invest some play time in. They, sent a sixth-round pick to Jacksonville for him in addition to Jamison Houston. He came on the Sirianni uh, watch, um, not a player that he inherited. So I think there's going to be a role for him. And, and that interception today, I thought, was a very heads-up play. I'm not sure it was intercepted as much as it was that he ripped the ball out of Kenny Gainwell's hand after it was completed. But either way, he came out of the. Well, uh, he came out of it with an interception. He did. He came it was a very, strip,
0: yeah. but it didn't hit the ground. Yeah. So it was a great play. Um, and I think you're right. The one thing, if it were the old coaching staff, and I would say no. Avante Maddox is going to be the nickel corner because they love Avante as a player. I think what you have with the new coaching staff is a new set of eyes, that they're willing to look at other players, and they don't have history. They don't develop uh, a, a liking of a certain player. It happens all over the NFL when you have coaching changes. That That sort of makes – things a little bit more competitive and Nick has used that word constantly about competition 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 I will say outside cornerback is locked down because Steven Nelson got here on July 25th he's on the field as the first team corner opposite Darius Slate yeah. that tells you that so it comes down to the slot I do think Avante Maddox will get every opportunity to win that job and he sort of has to lose it if he plays poorly I think that opens the door for uh, Josiah Scott.
1: You mentioned Darius Slay, and he played a lot of cornerback on Devontae Smith today. Uh, you know, he, him and Smith were going at it uh, most of the 11-on-11s and 7-on-7 seven seven periods. And, you know, this is a real good education for Devontae Smith going against a corner like Slay. And, you know, Smith said afterward, he was one of a few players that came out to talk to us after practice was over. And he said, you know, him and, him and Slay talked about Releases off the line, different ways he can come off the line, but Slate got the better of Smith today. Honestly. Yeah, he did.
0: So, but I would say it's
1: close quarters. Yeah. So, went, right.
0: and and in the red zone, I think it becomes yeah. advantage Devonte Smith when you get the bigger field. We'll see how that shakes out. But there's no question. I mean. Look, Darius Slay has been around for a long time. He knows how to play cornerback in the NFL. Devontae Smith is just learning to play receiver Mm -hmm. in the NFL. So I kind of expect Darius to be ahead early, but I do think the talent of Devontae Smith eventually shows up. And when he's got the full field to work with, I think you're going to see some spectacular things. But in the red zone, he might have a tough time against really physical, really smart corners. Yes, they don't have to worry about him getting behind them. They don't have to worry about that. And all of a sudden, they can become more aggressive.
1: Uh, We'll stick with the wide receivers here. Jalen Rager, probably a very disappointing beginning uh, of training camp for him. I know it's only day one, but he couldn't put a helmet on. He couldn't get out on the field and do any work. Uh, The injury is, I think, a hamstring. Yeah, it was limited... Lower body injury. Lower body. They
0: didn't clarify it as a hamstring. So it's something. could be a calf. Could be, yeah. could be something of that nature. It was day-to-day, so okay. I, I don't think it's that big of a concern. And remember, I mean, he is a young player, so he probably needs this more than a, a veteran mm-hmm. player like Jason Kelsey or Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham. But it could be worse. And if it were week-to-week, I'd be a little bit more concerned because Jalen Rager... He needs a lot of improvement from what happened last year. You can kind of default to the setting of, you know, I know you reported he got fined twice for being a little bit overweight. He certainly didn't look as explosive
1: as advertised. I want to see that explosion on the practice field you're right you're right and maybe you know the red zone wouldn't suited him either i mean that could be an issue with the eagles is finding that that red zone target oh i got somebody to talk about Uh, go right ahead jj
0: (laughs) ortega (laughs) white (laughs) Ah, mr august yeah it's not quite august right (laughs) but i got to the first period which was basically uh, a red zone individual quarterbacks thrown to receivers he he pulled down a one-handed catch from an absolute smoke show from Joe Flacco kind of throw. Yeah, and you say, "There's JJ, there's Summer, Mr. Summer, Mr. August." I will say this because Jalen wasn't ready to go, as you mentioned, he was limited, didn't didn't work in team drills. Greg Ward was out, uh, non-COVID illness, his was described. Um, so he worked in the slot. And I thought it was interesting because you had Devontae Smith and Travis Fulgham on the outside, J.J. in the slot. That's a lot of length for the Eagles quarterbacks to grow to, to throw to. Yeah. And especially when you can throw those sort of post patterns at the back of the end zone. Maybe it works because people talk about, I mean, obviously, Fulgham's big, J.J.'s big. Dallas Devontae got Smith. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas got it. Another tight end, Yeah. Devontae Smith, though, is really long. I don't think people realize. He's obviously very skinny, yep. but
1: he's really, really long. Mm-hmm. That could help to use it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, You know, uh, I guess what's disappointing to me about Rager is he did have the injuries last year. You know, the shoulder in camp, overcame it for the opener, but then he tore the thumb ligaments, missed five games. So, you know, you don't want to see these injuries kind of affect him, especially early on. Um, And, you know, speaking of a week-to-week injury, Isaac Siamalo is listed as week-to-week. And Nate Herbig filled in for him today at that uh, guard position. But, you know, that could be a concern because, you know, Dickerson, uh, Landon Dickerson, their second-round pick, he didn't. Uh, play today or dress today either uh, just kind of stood around and watched you don't know when he's going to get cleared yeah. but you know the would thing could be something to watch but Herbig's a good filling. he's a good good he, backup he had a
0: great year last year and by the way he lost a lot of weight. he's been working out and Wayne Johnson's now famous Pro barn in South Jersey <laughs> where Jalen Hurts has been working out yeah. Nate Herbig is one of those guys as well I think Wayne said he lost about 30 pounds so Uh, I think that was one of the Eagles' issues with him uh, last year. Now he's starting to become a professional. That's one of the issues with Andre Dillard, right? He had to remake his body, get stronger. Happens a lot with young offensive linemen. Takes him a couple years. i got to tell you, though, A. Herbig played really well last year when he's forced into action. That's great depth, but you do want Isaac on the field. They want their starting pot. And Landon Dickerson, remember... He tore his ACL in December, so he's not going to be ready till right, best-case scenario, right around week one. So he starts on the NFI non-football injury list uh, because that injury happened in college, obviously. Um, He's not going to be ready until probably the Eagles have said it's not going to be a redshirt year. But I could see him starting him on the pup list and giving him an extra six weeks because the last thing you want to do with ACLs Especially with six foot six, three hundred thirty pound people, <laughs> is force them back a little bit too. Quickly.
1: Yeah, right. Um, well, I mean, listen. There's plenty of more storylines to come here. Um, day two is Thursday. Tomorrow we'll have more. Tomorrow, John and I will be here covering it all for you. I uh, really appreciate everybody listening. Thanks again. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early.